0: Doing. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are midway through May as I record this. And of course, uh, we have now had our lockdown in Ontario extended once again another two weeks. So it is now extended all the way to June, I believe, the second. Ladies and gentlemen, I do not think Doug Ford is serious. Um, I fully understand that there's probably some measure of rightness that they feel is happening. Um, based on medical advice, based on virus transmissions, of course, th- things have started to flatten and plateau a little bit. But um, there is clearly no expectation of um, easing lockdowns anytime soon, at least not in May. And the hope is obviously we'll be fine in time for either Canada Day or end of the summer. Of course, I have gotten my first half of the two shots of the vaccine. So, i feel pretty confident in my ability to go out and my ability to engage people of course i've met some people who have been fully vaccinated i've met people who aren't vaccinated at all and i can see the difference in how different people feel about the lockdown and what have you and what have you for me though um i'm just certainly disappointed by the entire situation um of course it seems like we're not going to get a summer which i mean For me, I am going to get my summer. I don't really care. I'm going to go outside. Um, I already feel confident in that. So there's obviously been a back and forth between the provincial government, the federal government, and it seems everybody's doing their best to get along and just make it work. Of course, as I speak to you as well, AstraZeneca has now been essentially discontinued. That's the best way I'll use it because I'm a software guy. AstraZeneca has been discontinued as a product line in Ontario, essentially. So you can no longer get AstraZeneca in Ontario I'm not sure about all the other provinces, but I'm pretty sure provinces are now starting to shut it down as well. So now, if you've got the first shot of AstraZeneca, you have no choice but to get either a Moderna or a Pfizer as a second booster shot. Of course, dentists, I'm sorry, dentists, <laughs> scientists, and healthcare professionals are now testing to see what it looks like when you mix AstraZeneca with any other um, any other vaccine shot. That said, though, I certainly wish people all the best who have gotten the, you know, whichever variation of the vaccine. I got Pfizer, so I feel pretty confident and I'm pretty happy. And I, you know what? Pfizer just feels like low key, low key has this like elite feeling. Like, I got that Pfizer though. <laughs> I didn't get that, I got Pfizer though. That's, that's just all I'm saying. Ladies and gentlemen, I was going for a walk, obviously, as an now being vaccinated, and I realized that I am a car guy fully fully a car guy and that's my topic for today my first car purchase and i feel like it's important for me to discuss this because i remember one of my friends talked about his own car situation and the kind of cars he bought but i wanted to come at it from a very different perspective i can tell cars their makes the model just either by seeing the taillight the front light or the grill like i mean even the grill like even within certain brands the grill is different and so it's is that it's gotten that much better for me in terms of picking out what car is what in 2015 i had just about graduated and i got my first job and i felt the one thing you are required to do in canada is buy a car why it's pretty cold especially when i was in ottawa it was about minus 20 sometimes in ottawa you go minus 15 minus 10. um you know winter on a good day is minus two that's a good day of winter if you have minus two or approaching zero that's a good winter day, and so I felt well. I graduated school. I am making some money now. Why don't I go buy a car? Keep in mind, I didn't have that much money in my pocket. I had just started working, so maybe at best I had saved like three grand at best. And I don't know what what made me think as with three grand in my pocket, I was qualified to go buy a brand new car. But that was what I was going to do. I was definitely going to buy a brand new car, I was going to figure a way to do it, and I didn't care. So i had been told this entire time in Canada that when you want to buy a car, you have to use credit. Well, my credit is spotless. So clearly, by credit metrics, my income can support buying a car financed. So I quickly looked up, okay, what does it entail to finance a car? What does it entail to lease a car? And what does it entail to buy a car for cash? Now, naturally, I had bought into the culture that you should buy a brand new car because older cars are not reliable. They are not, um, you, you don't want to deal with someone else's problem because if the previous owner wasn't meticulous about maintenance of their car, it wasn't worth having. Now I'm pretty meticulous with things I own, um, toys, um, gadgets. So I imagine that if I have a brand new anything, I trust my own ability to maintain things, my own ability to keep things clean and to keep the place spotless. I trust my own ability. It's very difficult for me to trust somebody else's ability to service or maintain their car. So ladies and gentlemen, with this in mind, I looked at all my options. Buying a car for cash was not even financially possible. So that's already ruled out. I looked at leasing Well, if you lease a car, this, that, and that, you have to worry about residual um, payments. Uh, So the residual value, if you want to buy it out. While you lease, it is not yours entirely. Um, You have to keep a certain mileage count. Uh, It's more or less going to show up on your credit. But of course, once you change out or you switch out, it will fall off your credit. And it will probably not even be the full price of the car that's reported on your credit. But even on the credit side, while all that was happening with leasing, I reckoned, nah, I don't want to rent a car. I want to own a car. I needed the power, I needed that control. I feel like anything I do to my car was my business. If I wanted to customize my car, that is my car. I was going to spec out my very first car. Again, I've looked at my income. I'm not worried I'm gonna lose my job. I'm never gonna lose my job, never. I've never lost a job in my life. Given my first job though. In the summer I had worked. I'd worked retail and I'd always been the one to walk away. So I knew for sure there was no chance in hell I would ever lose my job. So, anyways, finance it was. It did not matter how much the value of the car, as long as I liked the car, as long as I liked how it felt, as long as I liked how I felt in the car, I was going to buy myself a brand new spanking car or a brand spanking new car. However, you say it, who cares? So I walked to a few dealerships and I remember at the time I was like, okay, um, my friends had just bought a Mercedes. One of my friends had just bought a Mercedes. Another of my friends was looking out for an infinity and I was in the same general tax bracket. So I could have also gone into a luxury car dealership, but I was like, nah, I've not gotten to that level yet. If I want to buy a brand new car, I want to buy a brand new Japanese car. So my options were the Hondas, the Toyotas, and nissan those were the three i wanted to look through so i started with honda and i went and tried out a honda accord i remember i'd grown up with my dad driving a honda accord so i mean i pre- felt pretty familiar i drove this car around felt pretty okay nothing's you know, groundbreaking hondas don't you know make your head spin and i knew that going in i'd watch all the videos i knew what to expect i even wanted the honda accord sport to uh, with the twin exhaust um it was a Automatic gearbox, but it was a CVT and there was a camera on the right. Like I knew the number, like I knew the thing. So I went and test of the thing. I was like, eh, it's just a car, it's an appliance. Got to meet the guy and talk numbers around negotiating for a price. And I remember there was a specific um, payment I was going for. I wanted it to be under 250 biweekly, weekly And I did not want any extra unnecessary thingies involved just give me a nice car drives well i enjoy it i didn't need any bells and whistles just i needed to know that i was driving a good car it was brand new and it was me first by the time we got to the discussion the dealer wouldn't make a deal for 250. um he wanted me to pay more i think it was about 275 it was it was going to do our best. I also didn't want it to be more than seven years in terms of the term. Didn't want it to be more than that. I would have preferred six or five, but if it got to six, seven, I would, I would survive. So we couldn't make the numbers work on the Honda Accord. So I walked away and I decided, all right, well, that was fun with the Honda guy. Let's go check out Nissan next. That was my order of things. So you thought it was going to be my last. I went and I drove a Nissan Altima 2015 brand new. It was an SL model. Leather seats is what that essentially means. I know it's really the top of the line. So I sat in the car. I got my friends in the back seat and the gentleman who was, um, the sales guy who was on the, um, test drive with me. So we drove down, I believe Hunt Club it was, and it's a long street. So we drove down Hunt Club for about five minutes, turned around, drove all the way back and it felt really nice. There was something about that transmission and I don't know what it was. And it was a CVT and it droned a little bit, but I quite enjoyed the droning a little bit. Like the, that, that engine sounds quite nice. And so by the time we got back, I was like, there's no chance I'm walking away from here without this car. And I don't, again, I still don't know what it was about that car that was it. Cause even that engine sound was quite annoying later down the line. But at the time as an initial thing, maybe just cause I was surprised by how it sounded. I was like, this is going to be my car. I also quite liked the um, steering wheel. I enjoyed that it was leather seats. Um, I enjoyed that it had the twin um, exhaust systems at the back. So it looked sporty and it drove slightly fast. And so he walked into the dealership to make the deal. My final payment was about $241.96. It was going to be 0% um, finance. So I did not have to pay interest. And... All of that, they'd also give me oil changes. They'd give me uh, my first 15 services for free, quote, unquote. And obviously you can't see me, but right now I'm doing free in air quotes. And in addition, they would give me remote start for the winter days when, you know, it was too cold for me to go start my own engine myself. could also leave the heated seats on so essentially my car would be warm by the time i get there it would also have heated steering wheels so again the steering wheel would be warm by the time i get to the car and to top that all off i was also going to have tinted windows ladies and gentlemen do you understand what it means to have tinted windows heated seats heated steering wheel and a remote start in canada do you understand how cool that is It, it really isn't that cool but i thought it was because i it was going to be cool as hell Bought this brand new car was going to be the first person to drive it off the lot and it was going to be spec'd out to me it had both sound system it was a dream to drive ladies and gentlemen i drove off that lot excited as hell came to pick the car up back in two weeks Oh, no, In a week actually, in a week, came back to pick up the car. In a week, I picked the color I wanted. It was a dark blue. It looked like black in the light. And then during the day, it was clear. It was blue. Oh my God. When I was at night, it looked black. And then, oh, beautiful car. Beautiful car. And it was always so cool when I would remote start. Like literally, I could not get over remote starting my car from afar. Get to it and it would be warm. Oh, do you even understand how excited? Am I excited how excited I am to have this remote start? Anyway, it's not the point. So everything is going well to $4196. My, my final value of the car was about 39980 something or something like that, something ridiculous I, and I put only $500 down. <laughs> so I pretty much financed the entire car, start to finish. Interest rate, 0%. Um, length of term, 84 months, I believe it was, or 72. I can't remember now. I'd have to look at my notes, but I'm pretty sure it was 72 or 84, something like that. Oh, and also had the sunroof. Oh, I needed that sunroof because, you know, I'm a plant. I need sunshine. I need some tons of light coming into my car. And for whatever reason, I tinted my windows. Can you imagine? I'm so unfocused. Anyways, beside the point. A year later, something strange happened. I was starting to get buyer's remorse. I would already start, like literally after like maybe two months, I was like, maybe this wasn't such a good idea, but I still love the car. After a year... Something strange in my banking happened. My interest rate that I thought was 0% for the life of the loan changed out of nowhere without any warning to 6.99%. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What is going on here? 6. what now? Huh? 6. point Huh? What? I looked back the next day. It was 7.9. Oh, Jesus, wait. Huh? Call back the leadership. Hey, guys. Um, so I bought a car from you guys about a year ago, and I was told it was going to be 0% for 84 months. Uh, 241 dollars is my payment. I've also got service with your service guys. I've been coming in, and obviously I've gotten my two oil changes, and I've got my one free service so far. What's up? They're like, oh, you too? I'm me too, what, what does that mean? What do you mean me too? Like, oh, um, can you come into the office? We would just like to talk to you, or something like that. And so it turns out that the previous sales manager or you know, finance guy that I had bought my car from was, had done some very unethical practices where he would beat and switch things. So he'd promise you a 0% finance, but buried in the fine print, the loan was going to readjust in a year to whatever the bank felt was the rate at at that time. So essentially, it's like you buy a car brand new at 0%, but it's only for one year. And when the term readjusts, It's like buying a one-year-old car at the previous price it was. And so here I was stuck with a car that I didn't... Again, I I liked the car. I didn't have a problem with the car, really. But here I was with a new loan on my car with a ridiculous interest rate. Now, for some people, you might think 6.9% is good or 7% is good, sure. But I was promised 0%. And because I had signed... I could not, I could not change it. So I'm like, hey guys, um, so what are we going to do? Can you guys, you know, do something better, this, than the third? It's like, unfortunately, it's signed and we unfortunately can't even give you a new 0% because we'd have to essentially buy the car back and sell it to you as a brand new car. And unfortunately, because you've driven it, it's not a new car anymore. So it won't even qualify for the 0%. Finance deals we can do at best we can refinance you into a five percent like excuse the jesus out of me what e- what i caused such a huge fuss and i remember having to talk to the entire the manager entirely and i was like look honestly guys i don't want to cause a scene at your place or work but this is not what i signed up for this is not it. Let's fix the situation. So I would literally hound them over and over and over. And they were like, well, honestly, if you want to sell the car back, um, if you want to sell the car, you're welcome to do it. But like, it wouldn't be worth it because on your loan, you owe now, I think after a year, I'd paid off maybe like maybe, what, three grand on it or something like that. So, you know, you'd owe like maybe like 35 grand and at best if you want to sell the car, you know, you'd be like 30 grand you could get for it. One-year-old car, 30 grand is all you would get in cash, so you'd have to pay out the rest out of pocket or something like that, 30K at best. Now, a lot of people don't buy cars for 30K cash. A lot of people don't buy Japanese cars for 30K cash. A lot of people don't buy cars for 30K cash from a young guy. So, what are my options? Continue to hand these guys or sell the car? So what else am I going to do? I'm going to hound these guys. I don't have time for this. So I continued to hound them and hound them and hound them. And then one day they decided, okay, you know what? So we'll do our best and we'll get you 3.99% and we'll refinance your car at the current finance rate and we'll move you from the current bank to another bank who's willing to do it for us at 3.99%. And that lady gentlemen, pissed me the hell off because I was promised 0%. I'm like, okay, so how about the guy who was doing this thing for me. Where is he? Well, he's been fired. Okay, so that sounds like a you problem. What am I supposed to do now? I basically give with three point nine percent. Every year after that, they would call me back trying to buy my car back. Um, and of course, every time lower than the price of the car was worth, and of course lower than the interest. I'm sorry, than the loan. Obviously, and I was not having negative equity. So, if the car was worth twenty k the loan would be like 27K or something like that. And again, keep in mind, I still loved the car. The car itself was beautiful. Her name was Luna, by the way. I never even introduced her. So mannerless of me. I'm so sorry. Luna was her name. Beautiful, beautiful blue car. So I named her Luna. She looked beautiful in the light, especially at night. So, Luna. Anyways. After a few short years... I was like, I'm gonna try to sell this car. As I went to my MBA, I was like, okay, this is probably the last year I'm going to own this car outright. I am going to do everything I can to pay off this car because not only have you taught me a valuable lesson about reading fine print, there is no chance in hell that any car purchase again will catch me off guard. Oh my God, I've learned my lesson. Me, sign anything without reading the fine print. I do not care if I need to send it to a lawyer first, I will. Like literally, I will hire a lawyer to pay and pay $500 however long to read it before I sign anything again. Especially things that cost over 20K. You know? If I'm going to lose 100 bucks, if it's 200 bucks, cool, whatever. It's going to be damned. But over 20K? Nah, you. That's going to have to read it first. No chance in hell. 20 grand in one shot? Nah, nah, nah. Have a lawyer read it. It's okay. The 500 bucks, I won't die. I won't die. It's Okay. So that, ladies and gentlemen, was how I had that car. And then I did my MBA, got back from the MBA, and then I had buckled down to start paying off my student loans. And I looked at my beautiful Luna, and it was time to let her go. Because not only was she contributing to a significant and a huge amount of money I was owing, Yeah, I got to that point where like, even though I liked the car, I didn't like the price. And the financials were robbing me the very wrongest of ways. And so, I was owing about $15,000, I believe, at this point. I'd had the car for about three years and I had increased some parts of the payment because I wanted to get rid of that payment and get it out of my life. And, well... I put this on Kijiji. For $12,000, I was willing to let Luna go. A car that I had loved. It car get in spotless shape. A car that I had taken to every service and even earlier than required. So much so that there were all changes left by the time I sold the car. That literally they would call me for booking an appointment with them. And I was like, yeah, I don't have the car anymore. So you can take me off your record. Like, Oh, well, you have these many services and oil changes left to go. You forfeit them by getting rid of the car. I'm like, I know. I would rather forfeit all these things than have another minute experiencing this garbage that you guys have done to me. Even though, again, I love the car and it's not the car's fault, what you guys have done is an absolute tragedy. And I will forever remember this experience. And so that, ladies and gentlemen, is how I sold my car for, for $12,000. Even though the car was worth maybe fifteen and then I owed another three grand in addition. So I paid, I paid the difference out of pocket, sold the car. And then that's also helped me move quickly with my debt snowball paying off the other hundred and something thousand that I was owing. So now as a car guy, my eyes open, I take my time. I take my sweet time with cars. I want to buy something, don't worry, I'll relax. Now, do I recommend leasing, financing, buying cash? Honestly, the one that will give you the best peace of mind is what you should do. Whatever gives you the most peace of mind, do it. If you are okay p- having payments for years, trying to pay down a car, sure. If you are okay changing cars and switching out lease, da, da, sure. You want to pay cash, your business. Just make sure that whatever car you pick, not only is the car wonderful, because again, Luna was a, like, I mean, even every time I think about her, what a wonderful ride that car was. She was great. But the financial side of it, man, oh God. It felt like a painful sky every time I would drive it. Like even though I was enjoying the drive, it was like, I got scammed slightly. And again, I could afford it, but if I had agreed to it, I'd have been more okay with it. And I did not agree to that. And the worst part was my signature was binding and I could not get out, and I had absolutely no choice. So ladies and gentlemen, that is my first car purchase experience in this Canada. And I have been on a hiatus since. I have gone and bought a motorcycle, but maybe that's story for another day. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.